What's going on, YouTube and I? It's welcome to Lords of the Lombox presents the cover price top 12. That's Ooh. right, boys and girls. This is so huge today. We've had to expand it <laughs> just like everybody's gut has during the pandemic. Uh, we got, oh, I mean, just a little extra bonus for you guys today. So, uh, you know, why you guys are congregating, um, uh, you know what? I promise. Uh, I've always promised Marky that I would rock out for him. So you know, let's see what we got here. Maybe a little metal. Maybe not. Maybe some some Asia. I don't know. Let's see. But this Asia. is a this yeah. is a uh, the debut appearance. Of they DJ had Pimp. sweet album covers. That's for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> DJ Pimp. When 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 you're ready. Your six minutes starts now. Check, 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 check this out. for some metal i do not know the name of this song that it was playing i was trying to find it on the thing uh, if anybody in the live chat the metalhead knows or if it's that just uh, some uh, hmm. track they made up speak now forever hold your peace and you get a marvel no prize speaking of no prize dark side jedi say what's good to the people hey hey, hey. tuesday night got a top 10 plus two man let's check it out first time ever yeah speaking of which justin say what's up I don't even know why I said hey, that. Hey, Baker's <laughs> doesn't. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Uh, Baker's <laughs> doesn't tonight. I'm enjoying this show. And uh, yeah, we got some good books, man. A lot of cool Wait, stuff. Wait, what's a Baker's dozen? Baker's uh, dozen is 13. So yeah. It's so it's oh, really a true dozen hey. then. True dozen. That's what it, it's called. Ah, there you're right. <laughs> Speaking the math, of the math isn't quite your thing. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's okay. I know. Me neither. And he works in finance. Anyway, oh. Manimal, say what's up to the good people. Oh, I was waiting for a really crappy segue to come my way, but thanks. Uh, um, speaking of, no, I'm just kidding. Speaking Finan of, does it, speaking of finances. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Uh, we got a good list today. Should be fun. Lots of fun topics here. So, welcome. Gosh. 
Uh, shout out to Manimo who uh, just got a job for PayPal, mo- who's going to be uh, monitoring. No, I'm just, I'm just what? <laughs> uh, shout out to everybody in the live chat. Welcome to the cover price top 10 plus two for this week. That's right, boys and girls. So excited that we uh, got actually two things. We wanted um, to give you guys happy Loki Eve. You know what? Put all the speculation in the live chat. You want to think what you think is going to happen tonight. I think it's kind of fun. Uh, once again, this show is sponsored by our good friends over at CoverPrice.com. Go to CoverPrice.com, sign up for a two-week free trial, or just sign up for $6.99 a month and get your price guides, collections, and trends, as well as this top 10 list every Monday, but you don't get the cool analysis that we give you and the in-depth details of them guts. So, so it's also sponsored by our good friends at KRS Comics, who will very soon be heading down to San Diego to see our friends at KRS Comics. Use the discount code LOTLB at KRSComics.com to get 15% off any KRS Comics exclusives, as well as the pull box. And Ryan and I and uh, Swoverine and who knows who else will be uh, this Friday, yeah. July 16th. And then we'll be doing a in HQ live show on Saturday that's not open to the public, unfortunately. But uh, we'll be there Friday, hang out with the fellas. And then Saturday, oh, yeah. we'll be doing a live show. Nice. And then we'll go hang out with Ryan and uh I got to get Swoverine. out of plane. And, uh, at the gay pride <laughs> parade that's happening the same weekend that we're running yeah. in San Diego. Hooray. I'm not going to buy a beer all night. Uh, and speaking of discounts that you could use, I don't know if you guys saw this. Sold out. Oh, so Ooh. awesome. Of course this it's sold out. Sold out. Wow. And tomorrow, dropping at noon Pacific, or noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, this Hulk 341 homage. Cool. This is Clayton Crane, Extreme Carnage. Unfortunately, you won't be able to get it signed by Clayton Crane this weekend because this ship's Friday, actually. So, uh, but uh, whatever other exclusives you have for Clayton Crane, bring them on by. Um, the deadline f- to have submissions already is done already. The next time the in- in-store signing is due, though, and you can't make it physically there, I'll tell you guys how to do it. Uh, our good friend David Huang, who Huang, who works over at Key Collector. Key collectibles, not that one. Um, they they set up a CDC facilitators and they can do it, but they've already filled up all the spots, so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a full house. Uh, looking forward to it, man. Yeah, uh, me too. And uh, there will be some drinking involved on Saturday. I don't normally drink during our live shows. I well, hey man, sometime. this is the first like live show we've ever done where we're in the same room together. It might get right. dangerous. Aww, you keep your pants on. Uh, no, that's him. Oh, that's my for pants him and are Bobby. always off during the live shows, you guys. You didn't know that? Uh, that's for him and Bobby to share pants together. This time he'll bring <laughs> pants for Bobby if they want to go out. Oh, yeah, I got his size. All right, so this is the cover price. Top 10 plus two. Because believe it or not, a tiny little Easter egg caused this book to really sell. What is that book? This is the 12th one. So we expect to be zero for 12 or 12 for 12 or six for 12, whatever. There's going to be 12 of them. What do we got first? I don't know. I think a spoiler right now. I think uh, Loki's going to fly in this thing. So Super <laughs> Spidey's stories, number 39, Marvel Comics, 1979. So this is easy testament to the new collector's market. Even the littlest details that show up can move the sales. For example, in a quick shot in Loki episode five, we had the Thanos copter. They're definitely flying in episode six, <laughs> whose first appearance was in Super Spidey issue. It's absolutely amazing to see how trends like this work. Awesome. So this cameo sold 17 copies, had a seven-day uptrend of 286% and a high sale. Someone decided to go out there and buy a CGC 9.4 for 303. Yeah. Yeah, a raw sale was $108. Jeez. I love how Thanos' name is written on it, like he was going to miss. No, <laughs> there it perfect. is, right there in the comic, man. So, what year uh, is this? Well, this is really what got, got me into comics in nineteen seventy nine when I was a kid because this is based off of the Electric Company. Spider-Man, oh yeah, for sure. Remember mm-hmm. that one? 
Yeah, he didn't talk at all. He'd have like word bubbles and shit. But yo, shout out to the electric company and uh, shout out to. Oh man, we should have had the electric company. The one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's for tonight, everybody. <laughs> we just got it. You did it. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, so Ryan, will, Ryan will be doing that for us every night. Yeah. We're record. Well, this it is the top twelve. Only tonight. Only. Tonight. Yeah, only tonight, boys and girls. So, <laughs> so uh, the first runner-up, Spidey Super Stories, issue number 39, 1979. The first appearance of the Thanos Copter. Uh, all right, what do we got up for the regular runner-up? Yeah, so we're following this trend of Loki. We got the Mighty Thor number 365. So it's all in the details. And a blink and you'll miss it shot transition in Loki episode five featured a quick cameo appearance of Throg, the frog version of Thor. Throg's first appearance instantly shot up and sold 15 copies, had a seven-day trend of 378% and had a high sale of $75 for a raw copy. Alligator Loki over Throg all day long. All day long. It's my opinion. So the funny thing in, in this issue is um so Loki actually fucks with Thor a little bit and puts a spell on him that turns him into a frog, right? And then mm-hmm. later on you see a frog Thor that's part of I think he was in the before that he was in the Thor core and then they brought him back, mm-hmm. I think for the Secret Wars part two. Remember that one where there was like a whole Thor core and then you saw mm-hmm. You know, the Frog of Thunder, or I just call him Throg. Yeah, I believe there was an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man on Disney yeah. XD that had an episode of Throg too. That was so, pretty cool. So what's funny is um, somebody tweeted that you know, um, you know, this isn't the you know, and then uh, and then Donny Cates said, you know, I, he goes, sure, it's in continuity. I've been writing about him for you know, oh shit, shout out to Donny Cates for everything <laughs> you do for the community, man. Shout I invoked out. it myself, but. Anyway, um, here, I'll go back to this. And he said that um, he's been writing the Frog of Thunder forever. And I wanted to say, you mean Walter Simonson is the one that created Frog, the Frog of Thunder way back in issue 365 and continuity? Because they're trying to say it's out of continuity. People are posting a what if. And I said, wait a second. So, so Simonson did the story where he turned <laughs> Thor into a, a frog just to fuck with him. But uh, here's the interesting thing. I was reading that one of the deleted scenes or the scene they didn't use, the voice of the f- th- uh, god of the Frog of Thunder is actually Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. That's right. So, they, hey, uh, Chris, we just need you to come in to just record a couple of ribbit lines for this Loki show that we're doing. You're not really going to say much, but hey, that's an easy payday, man. So the Mighty Thor number two. Oh, shout out to John at Cover Price with a giant font that he has for the, uh, you notice that a little bit different now? I like that. I dig it, man. All right. So Thor 365 from 1986. By the way, great, fantastic run by the great Walter Simonson, man. I just bought that, uh, that on the bus, man. I can't wait to read it. Speaking As a matter of fact, might take it on the plane with me. Oh man! Yeah. Don't put it in your luggage; it's going to charge your extra. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, no, that's heavy. I'm going to use my <laughs> iPad for sure. All right. So those are the two runner-ups. So let's kick off at number ten. What do you got? For All right, 10? here we go. Number ten is Thor six seventeen, and the speculation turned out to be true as we witnessed the revelation of Kid Loki at the end of Loki episode four. His first appearance in this issue saw a nice boost in sales. And at a price that continued um, to sell, it sold 34 copies, seven-day trend of 78%, and had a high sale of $500 for a CGC 9.8. However, the big question is, was that the one-time appearance, or will we see more of him? Yeah, I mean, that Thanos copter, I mean, wow. But uh, this one's a little interesting. Who knows? Maybe, you know, they can bring him back since he has a bit of a storyline in the actual comics themselves. And, you know, uh, a one-time part, I believe, of the Young Avengers as well. 
Um, mm-hmm. And his name is Jack Veal or something like that. <laughs> I believe he's, he's somewhat of a known actor. Um, but you know what? You know, I'm a, for those who haven't seen it, um, yo, I got to shout out to uh, my man who played Classic Thor. He just went oh, man. full on Ouch. Super Scion <laughs> when he's like, I'm going, or was that his name? I'm sorry. I don't even know when they, that powers dragon ball z powers that was a super saiyan oh, super saiyan yeah super saiyan yeah there you go old guy trying to make a young kid reference Dude, there you go but, Loki yeah, that goes, was, i think we have more power than we're <laughs> let that believe. was that was dope the way he went out creating the illusion oh, of awesome. asgard yo yeah. mm-hmm. yo i'm getting stoked i only got six more hours to watch man it. i right. hate you jealous wow. There you go. Well, if you live here, you can watch it early too. Just fly back and forth every day before you yeah. get back to work. All right. So number ten on the list is Thor six seventeen. The first appearance kid Loki. We shall see. What do we got for number nine? Well, we got another first appearance. So this is Avengers: The Terminatrix Objective Number One from Marvel nineteen ninety three. The good old foil covers. So this issue featured the first appearance of Eliath, who we saw in Loki issue five. So like Kid Loki, there is always going to be one and done type of characters. Who knows? But yet, due to this appearance, it sold thirty five copies, had a seven day uptrend of two hundred twenty five percent, and a high sale of fifty seven dollars for a raw copy. Menary sellers are also calling this the first appearance of the first Council of Kangs. However, that belongs to issue 267 in Avengers from 1986. So beware, buyers. Should have put over and under on Loki related books. Yeah, right. Well, shit came out of the box with the first four. I mean, this is getting crazy. Spec. I mean, WandaVision was probably the real one that really went crazy. Though Falcon Winter Soldier is pretty straightforward, right? It was the story of, but now it's like, mm-hmm. who the fuck is in the castle? Uh, I seen one meme where it was like Mickey Mouse. You know how Mickey Mouse has a castle, <laughs> and he goes, "It me, hey, it's me, it's Mickey." Uh, there you go, man. But uh, yeah, so that's another Loki book, The Avengers Terminatrix ob- Objective Number One, The Council of Lokis. Hmm, I don't know about that one, but. Uh, you got one episode left, um, so we shall see. I, actually, I was told there's going to be a second season of Loki, so you never know, because they can continue huh. telling these uh, alternate storylines of him since he he's dead in the 616, or is he? We'll soon find out. <sighs> but uh, there you go, number nine on the list from 1993. Wow, look at that. I remember, 90s are the best books for collectors. Uh, the best. Yeah, the, they're the only books somewhere. you should collect. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Golden Age <laughs> uh, for the obvious art on the covers. But let's go to number eight. So number eight is going to be our first non-Loki book of the night. We got Black Cat Annual number one. This is going to be a spillover from last week of Marvel's new South Korean team, Tiger Division. Continuing Heat helped move 36 copies, had a seven-day trend of 106%, and had a high sale of $20 for a raw copy. We'll see how long this to stay on there, man. Um, you know, uh, hopefully it gets some play. I mean, damn it, I, I saw this and I, I didn't get it. Because, you know, rarely do you ever think of annuals have anything of significance, right? You can count mm-hmm. on one hand the amount of key issues that are yep. annuals, right? If you think about maybe the Gambit issue, first appearance of Hercules, obviously. Uh, Sinister FFN, Six. Uh, Annihilus. Sinister um, Six one. Yeah, there you go. Speed, That's one handful. ASM. Speedball. Wow. Yeah, so not re- very rarely do you see because normally annuals are just kind of filler issues or they have yeah. like four or five stories in them. But it's I hate annuals. In- interesting to see, man. Uh, back in the day, annuals were a little bit more like this isn't even like a double size issue because normally memory annuals used to be like really thick and you can get yeah. like you know four or five backstories in there. So we shall see, man. So number eight on the list is Black Cat Annual number one, and just like herpes, this book appears every say, few months. So <laughs> we need to play a game. 
every time we do this list and the person who gets spawned, I don't know, something needs to happen <laughs> because this is always going to be on the list, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> spawn number one. This week, Spawn number one sold 36 copies that had a seven-day trend of 107% and had a mega high sale of $5,100, for a CGC 9.9. With such a massive print run, there's always a better chance to extract some 9.9s out of it since it's rather staggering to see a book that was once hailed as one of the horsemen of comic book industry apocalypse the infamous 90s bubble now to flourish with high demand and have high uh high prices and high price tags like this top sale the kicker is that it isn't even the highest. A 9.9 sold back in March of 2021 for almost $8,000. Ah, damn. Damn. Somebody in the live chat to go on to uh, the CG census, tell me how many 9.9s are, are there because the print run is close to a million, a million if not yeah, more. Easily. So uh, the chances of there being a 9.9 out there is pretty good. So uh, hop on to CGC census, somebody. Tell me uh, how many 9.9s are out there. Because it's really hard to say how many 9.9s have sold, but you can tell how many 9.9s have been graded. Right. Uh, it'd be a good indicator. But there you go. Spawn, number one, 9.9 from 1992. Oh, man. Oh, oh, oh. You know, no, this should be notes to a surprise to anybody. We People have been speculating and talking about it, and it seems to be the worst-kept secret in Hollywood. What is it? Uh, something is killing the children. What is it? We don't know. No, we do know. Uh, Boom Studios, 2019, the local comic day shop, uh, local comic book sales day shop foil variant. This is like the seventh printing, I believe. So as noted in The Hollywood Reporter, Trevor Macy and Mike Flanagan are co-writing a pilot adaptation for Boom Studios horror hit for Netflix. So this was quite possibly one of the worst kept secrets, as Tim was saying, strongly rumored back in February, but nobody cared then. However, this confirmation kicked up sales and has already scorching hot series with sales. We have high first prints, variants, and substantial other substantial other printings. Eager buyers always turn to the most affordable and easy one to get, which is this foil variant for sold 39 copies at a seven-day uptrend of 115% and a high sale now of $185 and a CGC 9.8. And it just keeps moving the needle. The LSD variant, as I like to call it. Um, <laughs> the uh, if any youtuber blogger instagrammer app takes credit for this call them out on their bullshit because this has been out there for the longest time and that's why this book is on the list ever since boom studio struck that deal the for first a look at the comics to be developed for netflix it's uh it's been on there and people have been talking about it so anybody in the last couple of weeks who says i got it scooped that's something to no it's been talked about for a long time now and now there's some real hype or some real uh news behind the hype here's what Here's the interesting question I pose to you. What will happen to this book if Netflix decides, ah, we didn't like it or it's Bye -bye. too expensive and Bye -bye. there's no season two? Is Bye -bye. it bulletproof at this no. point or no. will it or will it uh, die after if it doesn't get picked up for a second season? It'll die. Uh, or what if it's critically panned? I mean, you also think about that. Yep. I, mean, I mean, look what happens to Jupiter's legacy. legacy. <laughs> well, Jupiter's Legacy, it was, they said it cost too much money for them to continue making. And so that's why they didn't do a season two, but they are doing these other offshoots. Um, I think Deadly maybe Class uh, is another one. I think maybe oh, Deadly Class was good, though. I mean, and that was yeah. on the Sci Fi channel, wasn't it? That wasn't on, yep. um, yeah. 
I think Manuel and I are probably the only two people to watch this. The Warren Nun Ariella show on Netflix. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> I know, right? And I was like, damn, man. I, you know, because they, they didn't really, they, you know, there were some cool scenes in there. But, you know, it looked like it was cheaply made. And I think uh, sometimes Netflix, I mean, they pull the plug on some things that you really like. And then they renew season. You just cr- scratch your head like, why? You know? So yeah. we'll, we'll see, man. I mean, it's a, we'll see. Hopefully it's a good story. And it gets like unpopular opinion on my part but the witcher to me was not that good yet we're getting a season two yeah um, it was kind of boring um it kind of was the time way they told time was weird uh you know kept jumping back and forward so i don't know man uh we'll see man but you know so uh we'll see if it ends up uh like you know jupiter's legacy or if it ends up being like uh whatever netflix show but it just goes to prove 2020 2021 netflix shows based on comic books like if you think about lock and key Remember that one? That yeah. one that yeah. didn't really get the hype, but this one was hyped before. Um, you know, Lock and Key was a comic way before it got optioned for a TV show. This one seems it was already a hot comic, I think. Or Boom Studios always knew this whole time, and like we always said, there's a secret cabal. Like somebody Boom Studios tells a buddy who tells a buddy who's a hardcore comic book collector who tells other people, and that's how it spreads. You know that, and so we'll see. But you know, you, you guys have read it, right? Uh, it's a oh, good story. Yeah. yeah. It's, Hell yeah. It's interesting with some people were saying, you know, in the chat, like, well, good story will always hold on. But you know that that's true and that's not true. I mean, even the reverse as well. Like, I don't know if people agree with me here or not, but Umbrella Academy, the show, way superior to the comic. The comic is not very good, in my opinion. Um mm-hmm. and the fact that even, you know, it holds value only because the show is any good, you know. So I don't know. No, man. I think, Same thing I with think, even yeah, I think you're right. I, the Umbrella Academy show, I think, is very well done. I think well, very this, well done. The actors, the way it, the, it looks high quality, you know, everything they've done. I mean, it, and it's just way out there bonkers. So we'll see if something is killing the children could do the same for it. But I, for now, this continues going to continue to rise. But I'd just be curious to see if you we look back a year from now, which we don't do. But if you look back a year from now, after it comes out on Netflix, and seeing what happens to the book, you know what I mean. I think, mm-hmm. but you know, it's got a good build up, so we shall, we shall see. The Walking Dead kind of proved that thing wrong, right? Where it went on for seasons and seasons, and it was still an expensive book at one point, a really expensive book for uh, the first issue. But number six on the list, something is killing the children. The LSD foil variant. If you look at it in different ways, you see waves and <laughs> blurs. But anyway, all right, what do we got for number five? Number five, we've got White Number One from Black Mask Studios, 2021. This is another spillover from last week, non-Loki related. New issue from a re-emerged Black Mask Studios was instantly hot when copies hit the aftermarket. However, despite prices dropping this week, it's still sold, still a solid seller with 39 copies sold, seven-day trend of 72%, and had a high sale of $81 for a raw copy. There you go. So I mean, I'm starting to think like anytime we get these indie books on our list and they have like staying power i'm like there's got to be a show coming right i mean because really i mean it, it, that's that's what seems to push things nowadays and that's why it's good to see the show to you kind of look back on what people are actually talking about what they're buying and sometimes it's people who are just really bad at speculating on shows and they and they'll talk about what all the comics will appear and then the show's over and they never go back and tell all the ones that they made mistakes on but you know hmm. But it, it's, but this is one of those weird ones that you know, like I black. It's such a weird one that you know it's got to have some hype behind it, or it's one of those things. I always we always use the Walking Dead as the as the the measuring stick. You know, people are trying to get the next Walking Dead, meaning the next indie book, which is something that's killing the children. Department of Truth, even though Department of Truth is a DC book, right? No, that's Image. 
No, that's an image book. Yeah, what was the DC book I was thinking about? The House on the Lake. Nice House on the Lake. Yeah. I about. yeah. I still consider that an indie book because it's a lower print run and it's under really out of the, the DC continuity, right? It's, it's the black uh, label. Yeah, the black label. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. I have isn't there, that a Tinian? Know. Isn't that Tinian as well? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, he's killing it, man. Yeah. So there you go. Number five on the list is White Number One from Black Mass Studios. All right. What do we got for number four? Well, there is so much speculation around King right now. And here we have Avengers number two. This is from 2016. And depending on who you follow for your spec information, many are mentioning all the various uh, iterations of King, including Ramatut and Immortus. This cover took off this week due to it featuring all of them, including Iron Lad. Again, this is a rather new and interesting collector trend where the market is so unsure of the spec that they play it neutral with a cool cover. Granted, it's Alex Ross, and this issue sold 46 copies, had a seven-day trend of 244%, and had a high sale of $25 for a raw copy. Shout no. out to the uh, shout out to the fifty people on Instagram who all said they were the first ones to do right, this right. with twenty <laughs> copies each. Shout out to all of you who obviously weren't the first because there was like forty of you who did that. Yeah. So tonight <laughs> is the last episode of Loki. I don't know how much you could fit in in what forty five minutes, fifty minutes of story, mm-hmm. but there's somebody behind the castle. It's probably another iteration of Loki. Maybe they name drop Kang, but we know this is what let's deal with what we do know. There's a we know Jonathan Majors is going to be playing Kang in Ant Man Quantumania. We know that for sure. Now, has he filmed anything for this? We don't know yet. You know, they've been really good uh, keeping secrets, so maybe he does pop up. But here's the thing, man the assumption is if you're watching Kang, the general public probably are Loki, you probably don't know who Kang is. And so would it be a way to introduce him, you know, as an end credit scene or something along those mm-hmm. lines when we really haven't seen it? I mean, you know, I don't, you know, we should do a show called Spec Busters. Ooh. So Ooh. <laughs> Trademark. Busters. Trademark. So you can see, I mean, the FF book, the Timekeepers, the TVA, all that stuff, um, you know, it's it's kind of dead now, and it'll die with Loki once Loki's done. If they do mm-hmm. another season, it probably won't be the same time variance authority. I mean, th- didn't the TVA spec die when we find? Oh, spoiler alert! But you know, the their robots and their heads came falling off. Um, you know, I've heard mm-hmm. some wild fucking spec about who it is, like everything from Amortis to uh, Baron Mordo because he wants to get rid of all the magic users, so this way he can control all the timelines. But it can be, you know. Um, different versions of Kang, but you got to think they, they would have mentioned Kang by now. You know what I mean? Some type of mention as opposed to just last episode, this is Kang. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's jo- Jonathan Majors, that would be dope. Um, yeah. I, think, even though- I, I agree with you in terms of like just him showing up in like um, an end credit scene, you know, only, only the diehard fans are going to know who that is. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he doesn't necessarily have the recognition that Thanos did back in like the Avengers when he would, sh- when he showed up in that last, you know, uh, in credit scene, everyone's like, Oh shit, that's Thanos. People knew who Thanos was. Kang, not so much. He's not as mm-hmm. big as Thanos, you know, not as recognizable. So, yeah. I mean, do you remember, uh, which X-Men movie was it when it was a, that really, really vague Mr. Sinister Easter egg at the end? I it mean, was, you- uh, 
Yeah, it was, it was, the, the, it was like the company that I work for. Remember the end credit scene? Essex. Yeah, Essex, yeah. Essex Corporation. I mean, you talk about really deep in the weeds of, for people to know that that's Mr. Sinister, right? I mean, but I think by just watching Loki, you could tell the Easter eggs are there for the hardcore fans, right? You got Thanos mm. copter and you got Throg and you got these little, and just like WandaVision did the same thing. They throw Easter eggs at us, but when that doesn't plan out, we pan the show, but it really, you have nobody to blame but yourself because you were the one that was hyping it up when they're just throwing little Easter eggs at you, right? You're taking that me- eggs and making a meal out of it right. when they're just little Easter eggs to have fun with. So we shall see, man. Uh, but uh, interesting nonetheless, first cover appearance of all the Kangs. Um, I mean, it'll be solved tonight, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will know I really think, tonight. I mean, Ramatut makes much the most sense to appear in Moon Knight since it's going to be based in Egypt, right? It, it kind of just makes sense to me. Um, but we'll see. Since, I mean, we've talked about ad nauseum, Kang's uh, storyline is very convoluted because of all the time travel. I, I just, I'm trying to think of like, in one episode, how do you even attempt to, you know, maybe. Maybe just showing him by face is enough for the fanboys and then enough for other people to ask, who is that? And then they can say, well, I guess what? The, the headlines the next day will be, hey, Jonathan Major is going to be in Ant-Man. And that builds up momentum for that, even though it's not coming out for another two years or something like that. But there you go. Number four on the list is Avengers number two from ni- from 2016. Uh, There's like probably volume eight or nine. There's been right. a bunch of them. So. Mm. Well, never thought I'd see this on the list again. But what do we got for number three? Why do I always get oh, the Big Idea Oh, how that Justin gets it. There you God go. God damn. Slay Bell's number one from Bad Idea. So they might be closing up shop. Who the hell knows? But their titles continue to capture the high aftermarket demand. Slay Bell's one of Bad Idea's quote-unquote final five series. Sold 54 copies. Had a seven-day uptrend of 131% and a high sale of 19.99 for a raw copy. The gold button pin will push will help push some of these sales to two hundred dollars plus. And I actually saw wow. this in a store, and I did not pick it up because I don't support you. What <laughs> is the gold button feature? What what is that? Uh, that's how you get the gold button pin, I believe, if you order all five of the final five series from yeah. their website. From so their, yeah, the only way that's that's the only way you get it. And Stop turning you into this. I don't know superhero some shit. So supposedly these are the last five books of Bad Idea as we know it is every damn live <laughs> video they've done. They said this is the end of Bad Idea as we know it. So they're not gone. They'll probably be back as Good Idea, maybe, uh, mm. or something along those lines. But, dude, stop it. You're not fooling anybody. It's like just spill the beans. Or I mean, it's we get it. Yeah, you played us along very well. It's just like, you know, you guys are good at social media doing all that. But at one point, that dude Dinesh was, like, depressed. Like, it was the end of something. I was like, dude, you're, that's, you're not even a good actor. Stop it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, yeah, bad ideas as we know it is ending. Whatever, man. All right. So sleigh bells ring if you hear them at number three. For number uh, uh, number three in the list, issue number one. Um, if you had that, jeez, uh, I didn't even pay attention to this. This is you can only order this off their website, right? No, I saw it in a shop. There's shops that order if you have the um, what was it? If you actually have the license to get these, like only certain shops in each state will carry it, and they have a 30 day window where they have to sell it for cover price, no matter what. So even if it's selling online for more, you cannot sell it for more than cover price for at least 30 days. So I saw a full stack of them in a shop in PA on Saturday. And I just, again, I don't support it. So it's, I left it there. 
These singdings says you get the button if you're the first person at your shop that buys it. That's interesting. Ah. Mm. Mm. So basically, you're causing a Black Friday uh, massacre there. Some people from <laughs> All right, Sleigh Bells number one coming in at number three. All right, we're almost there, boys. What we got for number two? Number two, we've got Infamous Iron Man, Infamous Iron Man number one from 2016. The first appearance of the third and most recent Tony Stark AI is rumored to feature Robert Downey Jr. as the AI for Riri Williams in the Iron Heart series. This persistent and strong rumor sold 55 copies, had a seven-day trend of 192%, and had a high sale of $48 for a raw copy. Is his voice, is that his voice in the What Ifs series? Um, or Because it sounds no. almost like the cartoon version. You ever seen the animated version? It sounds just like him. Uh, yeah. The, Aven- the Avengers? Because mm-hmm. I know there's a couple of actors that didn't um, reprise their roles. I think it was Brie Larson and uh, and Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't know if it's due to time or whatever that they're doing, but some of them didn't voice them. Mm-hmm. And the, the Iron Man one, I was like, is that? Tony Stark is that uh, Robert Downey Jr. sounds a little different, right? It didn't quite sound like yeah, him, it definitely so. does. And there was recent stories where like his main social media account stopped following all the uh, the MCU uh, heroes, but you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's his his social a lot of these guys social media is for their you know ad- marketing and advertising, so they just do it specifically for something. And right now he's pushing um, uh, what is that Sweet Tooth, right? Uh, so, you know, he's kind of doing his thing right now. So be interesting to see if he comes back to voice it or because the guy who's doing the what if voicing could totally do him because he sounds just like him. Right. I mean, we got it. How badass was that? What if trailer, man? Oh, oh man. So, good. so good. Can't wait to see that hmm. animation style. Uh, speaking of which, tune in Saturday on our live show in uh, San Diego at, at, at Kara's comic. Oh, I'll drop it later anyway. Uh, but but anyway, what do we got for number two on the list is infamous Iron Man number one. What do we got for number one? Number one this week is X Factor number 10. And the death of Scarlet Witch was a huge driver of sales both last week and this week. And while it sold 63 copies and it had a seven-day trend of 54% and a high sale of $17 for a raw copy, just like every other death book, quote-unquote, prices have recently sold for under eight dollars they just keep going down don't get suckered on the death books nope. death of superman comes to mind so death have they have they death exactly, of robin you too, read yes. all the x-men comics have they came out with the next issue yet to see what actually happened to her i mean no it was blamed for her death right it's gonna yeah it's gonna take place in the trial of magneto here in august i think is when it kicks off it's like a little five or six issue miniseries so he just was standing up like above her body so he's getting blamed but no this week's x-men issues haven't even like mentioned or touched on that topic so so there you go number one on the list x-factor number 10 uh speaking of krs comics we'll be there on saturday friday to hang out with you guys and we'll be backstage while you guys are getting your clayton crane book signed speaking of clayton crane this one drops tomorrow Clayton Crane, Extreme Carnage. Uh, this is the Hulk 341 homage. This is dope. This drops at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific tomorrow. So set your alarms, boys and girls, and then use the discount code of LOTLB to save 15% off this and any other Karis Comics exclusives that drop. Uh, Ryan, we will be doing a live show on Saturday. Me, Ryan, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Wolverine will probably just be there getting drunk. Uh, we yeah. got plenty of booze yeah. hanging he'll out. Be our, with the he'll be our bouncer. He'll just be we'll be hanging out with the KRS crew. And I got my man Mikey Sutton decided we're going to do our live, sh- our our letters from the long box on Saturday. So we we'll actually have some type of show format to do while we're getting drunk. Cool. And uh, Mikey's told me there's going to be a long term spec list that he's going to drop oh, for you guys special. on Saturday. Right. So right. make sure you peep that out. It may or may not be related to a new Spider Man animated series that's dropping on the MCU oh. produced by Kevin Feige that takes place oh. in the 616. Um, that article already dropped in Geekosity, so I can neither uh, deny or confirm that <laughs> that's go, what go the long term spec list it. is based on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, hey, enjoy. Uh, look at that. 37 minutes. Look at that. Speaking nice of which. And tight. Nice and tight. Speaking of which, Dark Side Jedi, see what's good. That ain't your last words. Hey, man. Uh, thank you for joining us, as always. That was a cool list. Um, I like the top 12. I don't know. Let's just let's see if we can get a top 13 next week. Nah, we'll skip 13 and go right to 14. I'm uh, all right. All right. All right. Uh, Justin, any last words? Yes. This Saturday, um, I have a huge whatnot sale on the whatnot app. It is an all Star Wars all night long IDW Marvel Dark Horse stuff. So I'll be selling uh, eight o'clock Eastern time, six o'clock, five o'clock your time, I guess. I'm going to go as long as I can or as long as my phone works. I'm when Saturday, Saturday. Yep. Okay. Saturday night. We'll be going live at Friday <laughs> at 4 p.m. So uh if uh, we finish before, then we'll tell everybody to head your way. But if not, we're taking cool. all your viewers. Just kidding. Yeah, um, <laughs> we'll probably start at 4 p.m. And then we're going to hit up the Gay Pride Parade and hang out with the peeps and see what's going on. So uh, yeah. speaking of Gay Pride Week, man, I'm going to say what's up. What's, uh, any last words? <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, I really support Pride Month, you know, so Two I'm not a, homophobe, not a homophobe like Tim is. But, um, and he's anti-Team USA with his Nigeria shirt on. You know what? I never understood the word, the homophobe. Who is scared? No one's scared. Of gays, bro. It's not Nigerian. It's Nigerian I nightmare. Christian First one in the live chat to name who that who is that player. named after gets a Marvel no prize. Let's see a who Nigerian knows their football. Oh, was that favorite, favorite player? My favorite player, man. Kansas City. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, but no, no. Uh, great show. Check out uh, our podcast. We'll be dropping another episode here Friday morning. The Comic Con podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and uh, yeah, we'll be talking Loki spoilers for sure. So short bark, short box, Bernie, Christian Okoye. Very good. Yeah. The Nigerian nightmare. That dude was huge. He massive, was, massive he was like a freaking offensive mm. lineman running out of the backfield, just running fools over. He I was remember, a uh, running back or a fullback. He was, he was a running back, a, but he, he came out. Back. He came out actually for uh he was like an Olympic shot putter and they had him out there. And then what was it? I, I heard he got like injured. He couldn't do it or whatever. And then like, his scholarship, he couldn't stay for some reason. And they're like, hey, want to play football? And he had horrible hands, dude. Like, he could not catch if his life <laughs> yeah. depended on it. They just put the ball in his hand. And then he was like massive motherfucker, dude. Just I like- remember a famous thing. Uh, remember the safe, free safety for uh, the Broncos? The hard hitter was a Dennis yeah. Atwater. Yeah. And Christian Okoye yeah. blew his ass up. And he was a meat. Yep. There he goes. It's Steve, Water- Steve Atwater didn't pop him. He popped by uh, Christian Okoye. Then I couldn't, I could have swore Steve Atwater got his helmet taken off by him, hmm. man. But yeah. Ooh, it's probably on believe. YouTube. You could probably find a highlight. Yeah. Or uh, NFT, whatever they are. Yeah. Is that still a thing? Uh, who knows? Why aren't there NFL NFTs? You know, they're to coming. Be. All right, we shall see, man. I'm telling you, somebody's going to make a comic book one for uh, movie clips. Uh, I don't know how you would own it, but uh, I would look into that if I were you boys and girls. So uh, we will see you Thursday 
for the uh, cover yeah. price shakers, shakers of the week. Uh, and uh, until then, uh, boys and girls, uh, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.